The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new year of Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Richard Hobbs. Hello everyone. And we've got Stu Hall. You miss it. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year as well. Yes. Wish everyone Happy New Year. Uh, yes, welcome to this week's podcast. We're going to talk about briefly the game against QPR, pr- uh, review the game against Sheffield Wednesday, and we're going to preview FA Cup third round action against Stoke City at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Do we all have a good Christmases and New Year's, everybody? No, I don't have a drink after half, quarter past two in the afternoon on New Year's Eve. Hang on. Before you... the match. Yeah. I went, went to the match, came back. I went home at a curry, right? And I was so bloated that I couldn't. I thought, nope, because I'm not going to go out anyway because of pregnancy and stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> it looks like because it's, 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 it's a stone that's been put on over Christmas. But I thought, no, I'm going to behave this year. I'm going to stay, and I'll have a few glasses, yeah. a few jars. But no, I, I ate so much curry that I couldn't eat anything, so I ended up lying in bed watching Graham Norton with a pint of orange squash. So it was good in the end. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you make that sound like a bad New Year's Eve. Bad bait sort of top well, no, five for me. No, the bad part about it was the Frank Skinner was on. Oh. And he, used, he made this kind of joke to a French... I don't know who she was. Um, this French woman, and she had no idea. The joke just died a death. You usually find that with Graham Norton when have a couple of American yeah. guests and British guests. And the American guests, you have that awkward look in their eyes that don't know what the English guest yeah. is saying. Well, you know, you have them two... Them, Two Irish rower kids on who you can't understand at the best yeah. of times, and they were sitting next to, um, the, oh no, the guys in Assassin's Creed, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. He was sitting next to. He was just looking at him. He isn't, no he, idea. isn't he from Scotland? Isn't he from the British Isles? Fassbender. Is he? I thought German. he was. He's on German. Is he? Sure he is. Is he part yeah, German? Oh no! Someone's going to be like shouting now. Irish German actor. There we go. Yeah. Irish German. I learnt over the. Uh... So you're both. Yeah. Well, he was German. Yeah. You're more right. He was more right. Talk us. That's why when when he was. Ah, in, he was um... born in. He was born in Hackney. See, look, I knew there was some English there. <laughs> but, but he grew up in. Uh... Talk... Yeah. So when he was in oh, X Men. <laughs> X Men First Class. Yeah. When they were doing the Polish stuff, it was all a bit controversial, wasn't it? If, if you remember back at the time. Oh yeah. Because he's supposed to be a Polish um, a... prisoner of war. Yeah. But he's part German. But he's part German. Oh, oh, Hollywood A. Hollywood A. We're talking about dual nationalities. I learned over the Christmas New Year period that David Wagner, the Huddersfield Town manager, is part German, part American. He actually had 10 caps, I believe, for the US national team. <laughs> what a random what? fact. Yeah, exactly. It's quite just... a lot of American oh, Germans are. Well, they just bought him over because they're now players of any, any kind of quality in their time. 
I've no it, idea. It must have been because it's to do with um, uh, military bases, I think. Yeah. You find you'll find a lot of them that have got dual nationalities mm. with Germany have tended to have bases. They're like Lewis Holtby because he's part yeah. English, isn't he? You learn something new every fan cast. Well, he's never talked about PKs and pushing the envelope like <laughs> good old Bob, Bob at Swansea did. Uh, so over the Christmas and New Year period, we've had like the classic mid nineties tea time quiz show: win or lose and a draw. Anybody remember that? Was it win lose draw at school? Win lose or draw? There we go. We've, we've had all that in the space of three games. Who hosted that? Uh, Tom Cowles. Yeah, I'm just getting it. Close. Well, that was a, that was a <laughs> shot in the dark. So it's not Bob Monkhouse. It was Todd Nonkhouse. What? He said close to Bob Monkhouse. <laughs> I was trying to go for a, something else. Rod. Uh, <laughs> Honkhouse? No, okay. that's we, we go down a dangerous path here. So, uh, before we get to the games against, briefly against QPR and Sheffield Wednesday, something we put over Twitter in the new year, as it's a January transfer window, and as Paul Lambert is looking to reduce his squad, is if you could choose three certain departures, one surprise exit and one surprise stay, who would it be? This is a question I posed to the uh, the Fancast tribe this week. We've got one surprise, very surprising answer from all the listeners who tweet us back and post on Facebook and Instagram. So thank you very much for all your comments. Gentlemen, I'm going to come to you first for your lists. Let's start with your three certain departures. You've got to pick three. Stu, who is certainly going this month? Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace is one, yeah. yeah. Both with Jackson. Yep. Hola, John. And hola, John. Surprised none of everyone's gone officially yet. I know it's only the fourth. <laughs> But I'm, I'm surprised they would have just tried to maybe cut throat straight away. Right, these have been cancelled. They're gone. Unless there's obviously technical can't stuff. Be asking. <laughs> yeah, unless there's technical <laughs> stuff we don't know about in the world of football. But I'm surprised um, no one has gone so far. It might be a bit... I know the squad's bloated, but they might be waiting for a replacement still. So uh, okay. someone like Texera, who, may, who could potentially fit on one of the lists, he's one of those where... It wouldn't be a surprise, mm. but he's not certain. I guess I see that. So you know what I mean? So he's flicking about the bench, but he's. N- I wouldn't be shocked to see him go. Mm. And they might sort of wait until they've got a um, a winger or another attacking midfielder to come in before. And I guess like, it's better to buy people in first and get then get rid rather than mm. get rid of them and have no It, doesn't, it to... doesn't explain like the likes of Ola John, who's nowhere near the squad. No, exactly. Um, again, same with Borfwick Jackson, I guess. It's like... If Dota gets injured, I mean, we'd probably stick Hawes left back, but then, um, again, guessing, yeah. he'd then just sit on the bench for I, a bit. And using my kind of deductive powers, that I was a bit suspicious about whether Borthwick Jackson will stay, because he did one of those Wolves Wishes videos over Christmas, which if you've not seen on YouTube on the Wolves account, are fantastic. But he did one of those with Conor Cody, and I thought, if you seen one of these... Does that mean he's hmm. going? I don't know. Rich, three certain departures, any different to what Stu said? Not really. I don't, to add to the list? Again, I don't see Gladden being a dead sir. No. I just think he'll be signed or go and some sort of thing. Yeah, he'll just hang um, around the club and... Yeah, and just be there and be part of the furniture until... Yeah. And give us a lot of value as a podcast. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Gladden's guys. Yeah. <laughs> get on it, guys. Get on it, everyone. I'm going to get this you're fluffing your hair to annoy me. It's still there. Who says oh, I didn't mean for that oh, to be there? there? What is that? Is it, it's point one. I don't know. It's, it's hair wax. wax. Oh, yeah. It's not dandruff. Of course <laughs> it's not. It's too sticky for that. <laughs> Who said that wasn't meant to be there? It's a fashion statement. <laughs> yeah. Come on. But yes, yeah, so you've got Ola yeah. John, Ola John. I think what Wallace, I think, is yeah. run a course. He's not. He's had his chance. He's not strong yeah. enough at this level. He's in, He'd be very good at 
pretty much any League One club, hmm. but he's not up to this level. Of, it's, it's no sort of massive discredit to him. It's not that you know he gets dogs abuse, but it's he's it's not ready. It's, hmm. Yeah, uh, Borthwick Jackson we talked about as well. Gladden, he's a he's half and half. Hmm. Anyone else at all in that list? Sylvia. Well, Sylvia's going for four months, so he'll be st- he'll be around anyway, unless they decide to cancel his contract. Well, that's it. I think with the thing about that is it six months yet? Because in the the crazy world of football manager, I'm sure it's six months. Some loan deals you can only cancel after six months. Well, Sylvia, mm-hmm. we signed him, didn't we? We didn't loan him. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. There's no saying that he could yeah. he could he be could off. terminate his contract. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's other ones there, but let's get to the surprise exit. Anyone you think, the one person you think perhaps could make a surprise exit this month. Interesting to see whether you reflect on the surpri- very surprising answer we got on social media Prince. these last few days. Prince. Prince, yeah. Well, yeah, again, not around the team at all. Could be an exit. I'm going to say I also should surprise exit. Ooh. Just, just not, nothing to do with Agent Dave, was no. it? <laughs> no. Who's he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Since the person whose name's Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I, so why, why on I also? I don't know, the more you sort of look into his sort of massive dropping form, you can only put it down to his head being turned and his... Head's gone. Yeah, mm. hashtag head's gone. Yeah. And I don't know, I just feel that if there's any savvy clubs out there who are, you know, almost like a Stoke, who can see this player who's clearly got a hell of a lot of potential, mm. but his heart or his head isn't in it right now, could they get him at a cheaper value they could have got him up 18 months ago? Mm. And the answer is yes. I don't know how much he'd go for, I know, between three and five. I mean, so the way he's performed the last three months, he, he, he could go for two. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's valued. And he's, cl- he's probably only halved. But yeah. it's, it, it's weird, though, and disappointing with Iorf and Hawes, who were probably two of the most talented, not only defenders, but youngsters we've got mm. at the club. Who've got so much potential and they, they can't even make the starting eleven. It's and they still are for the under twenty ones for England. Yeah. They yeah. both are. Per- they're brilliant when they're playing for England. And I think you you, you would happily admit that perhaps these two are going to go on to bigger, better things without Wolves. But you would think they should still be around the team now to make mm. their talent there. And well, it's weird to see that they, especially with Iorfa, that he hasn't been playing to his potential. You got the fact that you got a, a midfielder playing in your position. And it's not pushing you to think, well, maybe something's wrong here, I should mm. sort myself out. Mm. But you don't look anywhere near, you don't look anywhere near like he's going to push Cody out. He always doesn't look fit enough. As no, well. He just, looks sluggish, he looks... He looks tired. Yeah. Well, was it, not, was it not you, though, last season, who said that Rich, Rich, sorry, that I often need a break because he'd been playing continuously. Someone, I'm sure, on this podcast has said... Probably John. Yeah. Yeah, someone has really? said that he's been playing continuously, that he just... Yeah. Or no, it might be Luke at one point, Luke I Thompson... Think, He's especially with the twenty-one tournaments. He just hasn't actually had a break. He perhaps he just needed a break. Potentially, you know, he needs probably some level of time out of the mm. team because you know you look at someone like Rashford who hasn't hit the lights this season, and you need to manage young players, and you can't. We can't. I mean, he's been in the team for nearly two years now, is mm. it? Yeah, pretty much. He, and he dropped his form wasn't great last season. Don't get me wrong. And there's some level of a natural kind of plateau in his performance. And that we saw him, and he looked amazing. Mm. And you think, well, hang on, if he's doing this at 19, 20, what's he going to be like in three years' time? What's he going to be like yeah, in eighteen yeah, months' exactly. time? And actually, it's going to be exactly the same performance. And we almost just became yeah, I mean, null it, to 
him last season, but it's been a decline this season. It's like when that performance at Fulham in mm. which was his debut or his second game or something like that. Yeah. And when he was absolutely superb, mm. and you think, well, he's coming to that team on the back of an under twenty ones as he was then, I think. Mm. Um on the back of that, performing well for them, and he's coming in on a bit of a crest and then he's kind of like you said, plateaued out. Maybe this is his natural level and he's not yeah. as great as everyone thinks he is. But there's still that, on, that England situation, which makes you kind of think, well, where where does he sit? Mm. Yeah. Well, from the responses we had on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram on the surprise exit, I would say 90% of the comments we had was Dicko to go, which really surprised me. I know he's not, he's not been on great form. I think a lot of us are really worried now whether we're going to see the Dicko that we, we knew of before he got injured. Do you think there's a chance of him going? Sure, surely not. I wouldn't have thought that no. they would do he. We don't have strikers that, to get rid of him. I wouldn't be against it, just because I, I think he's shot. I think he's he's gone from what mm. he was, but I don't think they'd do that. Unless we bought someone else in yeah. first. Real question you got yourself, is he buying? Yeah. Mm. You so, I guess only someone who perhaps could see the potential of what they've seen uh, before. It'd be another championship side, though. Well, it'll be either another championship side. It'll be someone who'd be bottom half of the league mm. because you're not gonna. He's very much a foil striker, and he's very much someone who's gonna help out your leading striker. Mm. But you know, you need to have someone who's gonna be a leading striker to then yeah. him to then to play off him. So. Unless he goes to a top League One club, who I don't see he'd have the money to pay. Yeah, I mean, Bolton, Bolton are up there, and they, they ain't going to spend... I mean, you ain't going to sell him for any less than £2 million, even now, mm. on his mm. past form, even though he's been out for a while. But, yeah, I don't think... I, mean, I, don't know who... like, I was going to say, someone like Jed Wallace will probably go for sort of half a million. Yeah. I mean, it's a loss on what we've done, but it's a still a decent chunk of money for a League One club. Which is where I'll have to go. And on the surprise stay then, someone that perhaps would be going but could stay, who would you put in that category? I think you could turn around Prince again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Prince or Tashira. The thing with Tashira, because of how Conor Ronan's just appeared out of yeah, yeah. relative obscurity for most people, I don't think he's got a place anymore. Because can't run and play in the middle as well. Mm. That's his natural position. I think right. Lambert has kind of suggested, if, if I'm wrong, that he needs to see, he wants to see Prince play perhaps in uh, the reserve games to kind of see whether he does fit in, which he hasn't had that much mm. of yeah. an opportunity to do so. But I mean, he's look, it's just the Oliver and John situation all over again. Mm. He's a big guy, he should be imposing, but he's not. He's like a big fairy around mm. the place, and he don't do anything. When he's got the he's got the talent clearly to mm. to push on. When he's not a defensive midfielder, yeah, he should be looking at all the the YouTube videos and stuff. He looks like where he playing behind the striker, but then Dave Edwards can't play, and that can't be happening, can it? So that I think playing him more advanced in midfield rather than as a kind of holding player yeah. might do him the world of good. But is he going to get the chance now? Yeah, I think I, I kind of liked what I saw of Prince when he came into the team and. Oh uh, no, I didn't think it was a coincidence that when him and Mason came out of the team for injury, our form slumped. And you say it's interesting that Lambert says, Well I wanna see him playing the reserves. Him and Mason, from what I can remember, were out for pretty much a similar amount of time. It's not to watch Mason in the reserves. He's put Mason straight back in after mm. an hour's 
reserve match? Yeah. I don't know whether um, he said he needs to see him in the reserves. I'm, I think I'm just kind of paraphrasing no, 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 whether no, he needs to see him play more. Say, I, he, I think he said I'll need to see him play before yeah, making yeah. a judgement. And you, It might be that we found a bit more balance in the midfield with mm. two holding and who knows. I mean, for, it could be that because he's a British manager and he's, he knows yeah. who Mason is and he's, he's seen a lot more of Joe Mason in the league than he has Girl Prince who's mm. A lot of people in the league won't have any idea who he is. I mean, for me, Texier is probably the surprise today. I think it's obviously he will probably go. He's not featured at all. Mm. And you just, I, I saw a couple of like vines the other day of that um, that skill he did against Reading where he nearly scored. And he slipped through about yeah, three Yeah, and the goal against Brentford. And you think, why? Like, you kind of think, why is this guy not playing in the team? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I tell you, obviously, his form really dipped after a, a, a couple of months and you just think there's something there. How how are we not utilising that? And how are we not able to draw that out again? Well, I said that after the first game of the season at Rotherham, and when he he, he pretty much pulled the game by the scuff of the neck on his own mm. and took it to him when we were down to ten men as well. Mm. And he was absolutely brilliant that day. I mean, yeah, it's Rotherham and they're shit and they're bottom of the league. Yeah. But even so, he he was the only one, new to the country, new to the league, who mm. got on the ball. He wasn't being pushed off. He wasn't diving around and running all over the place. And then. Something changed, and he's just—he's just turned into another flair Portuguese player yeah. who's not adapted to the league. When he looked like he did to start with, it's weird. Yeah. What? Just before we finish off this section, we start talking about the games. So just want to go through a couple of transfer rumours and stuff like that we've had. Obviously, it's January, so we're going to get loads. So, as recording of this podcast uh, on Wednesday night, this is what we've got so far. Uh, one link, firstly to Luke. Is it Luke Chambers at Ipswich? Yeah, right. Centre half captain. Uh, which doesn't that. sound like, well, according to uh, Pat Murphy. Well, he's in the last year of his contract, yep. so I think the thought process is we need a defender. He's going on the cheap. And he fell out with McCarthy as well, by the yeah. sounds of things. So, so that apparently, according to Pat Murphy, isn't something that's going on, as well as Ashley Westwood at Villa as well. Um, that, that's, that's a non rumour. That, that's because Lambert liked him at Villa, because he's a good uh, young player. And you so put two and that, two that together. Is, that's a two and two for me. Um, ben Marshall at uh, 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 Blackburn, which again Pat Murphy is suggesting that they won't let him go for a cut price, or and, and it'd be hype this month. So the Wolves may wait until he's out of contract in the summer. Makes sense if that happens. And um, it, it would add more to the Iorfa thing as well. Mm. If we have to ride back in Iorfa's on his bike, then. Uh, the other one that happened yesterday on Tuesday was uh, linking to Ross McCormack at Villa. Potentially on loan, but again, Pat Murphy saying that he'd be too expensive for Wolves, even on loan, due to wages. Well, I guess we had they had bought him for, what, 12 million? Yeah, that was 15? 15? Yeah, because Fulham bought him for 11 from yeah. Leeds. And then the recent one is that apparently we've joined the race to sign the guy we've been trying to get for the last 4 million years, Patrick Bamford, which... Off air talking about it, we were all saying that actually Bamford in the championship. In the championship, we know what he can do. We could finally get our man, and he, he might do something. But well, that's the rumours so far. Or he could come here and be another Steve Claridge. Yeah, sure, he'd be he another goal scoring rate with Palace knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be another Freddie Eastwood. Oh dear. <laughs> so that's. I'm sure we're going to get loads more over the January transfer window. We'll keep you up to date via audio form, recorded audio form. Over the next few weeks, <laughs> which is the best kind of audio, yeah, form. yeah, recorded, pre-recorded audio form. Um, so let's talk about uh, the last couple of games. Firstly, briefly, QPR Wolves uh, lost two-one 
to an Ian Holloway side that had lost their previous six games. We all went into it thinking, well, surely we're going to win this. And it looked like that was the case as the game started. Wolves dominating the game, having a couple of chances in the first half, which they should have scored. But somehow, QPR still <laughs> managed to win the game, which was typical Wolves. I don't want to go into too much details because it's going to bring a tear to my eye. But did anyone else leave the ground kind of thinking, so we've lost that game? I was happy. I came in, when you say bring a tear to your eye, I, was, I, I came in thinking, well... That was obviously going to happen because it's Wolves and this, yeah. is, what, this is what we do. We revitalise everyone. But it was a really, really solid good yeah. performance for it, it's that eight, was the weird thing about the game. And a half minutes. They it's, had two shots on target and scored both of them. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely one of those where you have to look at the performance and not the points. Mm. The problem is with the wrong end of the table to yeah. do that. It, it and it's QPR as well. In a fucking Holloway's <laughs> QPR. Did you hear how Maddie went as well about the Gary Neville stuff? Oh yeah, <laughs> but we had Brighton Dicko in the first half. I mean, Dicko I think was quite unfortunate. It was a deflection that went over. I think Bright should have finished his chance. I think it's we, a golden it, opportunity. No it's a, <laughs> Bright's golden opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think my mum's the same thing as me with him. That I think it's still a bit too soon for him. It doesn't look like the the superstar that he looks in the under twenty threes. That he, he just seems that there's just something not quite there yet. Mm. Maybe it's a bit of composure in front of goal and stuff because there's been a, a few now where at Forest as well. I mean, it, he, played, he he had a good game for a lot of it, but it's not even the final ball. It's just that one one or two decisions that he just don't seem to have. I mean, he's only what he's only twenty, yeah. if that. Yeah. So but it, it sometimes it feels like he wouldn't make those decisions in the under twenty three games or. But more to a point, he could get away with it. Yeah, or he, yeah, maybe it is the pressure. Yeah, and you know, you, it probably does. You know, you say the pressure and the the genuine competitive nature, and it, it carries something. You know, we'll talk about it later. But Rowan steps onto the pitch in at Hillsborough, bit one of the biggest grounds in the league. Doesn't look faced at all. Takes everything in his stride. Doesn't almost. Doesn't make those rash decisions on the pitch, and I don't mean rash in like he's flying into tackles, but he's picking the right passes, he's doing yeah. it sensibly. Mm. Bright just doesn't have that to his game right now, but it's he's just, got that other side to him where you can just it, watch him and see that raw talent. It's raw power. Yeah, I think you, you when we mentioned Rashford earlier, mm. that Rashford's got raw talent, but he's not the finished article yet, and that's yeah. when Mourinho's been playing him. With Bright, it looks a similar kind of thing where he's there's obviously something there. And he's obviously better than Savile, clearly. I like, to be fair, I'm liking him as the number 10. Yeah. He wasn't, he's not been doing a bad job in a, what is actually quite a difficult position to play in, especially for a young, inexperienced player. Yeah, because he, he's worked back to goal. Yeah. You, you can't fault him, but he's, it's when he turns around and he's facing goal, that's yeah. when he seems to freeze. And maybe that is football, is it like football brain or something like that, yeah. that he's not, it's yeah. just not developed yet. I remember against Bristol City, he did. That was a really good moment when like he picked up the ball sort of just inside his own half, turned on the ball, beat a man, looked to clip it out wide to Cavallero and just got intercepted by the full back. Because yeah. it was just a soft ball and it's that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, and that's with and his chances against QPR they were all they were too tame. Mm. He had two or three they they were just tame shots. Rather, you think in the He other... looks sort of a sideways pass to a goalkeeper, doesn't he? Instead <laughs> just try even it's not even like curling it into a bottom corner, is it? It's just like it's just like a yeah. I've done, 
Done the skill now. <laughs> Have it. There you, you go. Yeah, it's like he's, he's passing it back to him to throw it out. Yeah. Like, but again, they're fake up out yeah. of the park. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Yeah, you say he wouldn't do that for the under-23s. He'd blast it in or he'd have a go. Yeah. But maybe he's subconsciously worried about the crowd, thinking, well, mm. what's going to happen if I, I, if I miss the I chat? don't want to upset senior players. And not in like a... You know, you can feel that sort of well, pressure and he's not, not a, he's, freedom. Yeah, he's not a shrinking violet easy after his, no. his reputation yeah. when he went AWOL last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's not a problem with him. I, I don't, it might just be one of them that he's still slightly too soon for him. After QPR scored, equalised for Wolves. Dave Edwards, right. once again. Right, yep. Once yeah. again. Just let me set. Yeah, just set my watch by it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> once again. After Christmas as well. It's just like his. It's just like putting on a nice warm yeah. jumper. It's just there. And if you if you are to kind of believe sometimes the opinions on social media, his opinions on him are really split. People yeah. really don't like him, and I can understand. I can well maybe I can't, but I can understand to an extent why people don't like him. But he keeps getting goals. I don't even know. I, where he was supposed to be playing as a, as a kind of semi-holding midfielder. I have no idea how he was even there. Mm. It's yeah. just unbelievable. It's just like he's, he's like he vaporises himself yeah. into these positions. It's out of nowhere. You're like, oh, what? what? Where's he come from? <laughs> it's one of my points on Mason as well. And we'll speak about what happened against Wednesday and his miss. And it happened to him a bit early in the season that he gets in positions, but he doesn't always score them. Mm. He misses glaring chances, and Edwards can kind of do the same. But the real trick is actually getting into that position. Mm. You can't. You can teach someone how to finish, and you can teach someone that when you get there, you near hit the ball like yeah, this. Yeah. It's hard to teach someone in a game situation where to judge where that ball's going. And Dave Edwards has just got that knack of timing that run to get. 10 yards out and not get picked mm. up and it's devastating a lot I mean that was the well, thing it with should that, be more devastating with the QPR one he was picked up and he still got in there yeah he got in between two of them obviously QPR scored a goal near the end which came out of nowhere and if you when you watch the goal back you think how did that go in like you had two or three defenders around Silla obviously it had to be Silla the guy we, we nearly signed in the summer <laughs> um, and he just squeezed it through Stearman Barton Akimi. It, it was bizarre. I don't know what Akimi was doing for that. I, I've no idea. It, he seemed, it all seemed to have any slow motion as well because mm. it was right in front of me, in front of the steeple. So he, he come out and he, it's like he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. Mm. It was like none of them called for him. And you think them three have played together for a long time. Yeah. And yeah apart from the Stevens adventure. Um, they've played together for a while and they know each other's game and they know when one of them's going to call for it. And mm. none of them did. And that's what that's how it ended up in the net. And Akimi also has got a, a new two and a half year deal as well, which is signed over the Christmas New Year period. Deserved, I guess. Brilliant. Brilliant. He's a he's very good championship keeper. Yeah. He's not Emmy, obviously. But <laughs> I I still keep don't. going until he's back. You'll never I, let that go. I still agree with you. I still think we could have better. Yeah. Yeah, we could we could have better, but we could have a lot worse. But we've got maybe lot of Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that I, I was saying to um I watched the Bristol game with um, a couple of relatives who don't get to go to games often. He said, "How's Akimi still in this team?" So he's been awful whenever I've seen him play. I said, "Yeah, problem is he's still better than all the other goalkeepers at the club." And that's kind of saying something for me. And he's not a bad. He's yeah, not. A, he's, is, not a, he's not a terrible goalkeeper. But you tell like you look at someone like um, Wednesday or Kieran Westwood. Kieran Westwood's the best goalkeeper in this league. Yeah. Well, an absolute mile. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, but. Akimi is 
showing her off he's a so- every he, week. He's a, so- he's a solid championship goalkeeper. He's gonna make he's gonna make mistakes, but they all do. And he he's only really had one or two bad spells in his whole what was it sixteen years that he's been here as a kid as well. But he didn't play for yeah, ten of folks. And so was it was it Tim Spears who said it had been nineteen years at the end of his contract that he would have been associated with the club. Yeah, but yeah, I mean he has his bad spells, but I mean I've slagged him off as much as anyone, but. You you gotta say that he's one of the best. He's one of the better keepers in this division, and yeah. to have him, we're gonna pay anything for him. So yeah. unless unless better is available, well that that that's the thing. Unless we can get a better goalkeeper, we won't get a new goalkeeper in January. Mm. Guarantee of that. If we pick up a decent, if we got Martinez back on loan, <laughs> or even signed him, and you gave him a choice, who do you want to start your seventeen eighteen season with? And that's scary to. Say actually, because that feels like time's going very quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say Martinez. Yeah, simple as that. But you know, credit to him. He stuck with he stuck with the club, and he's had to be patient a lot of times to get in his mm. to have his position. So. You see in that video as well. You see, you watch the whole thing. It's yeah, like eighteen minutes long, mm. and you can quite see, clearly see he loves the place. Yeah, and he seems a decent guy. But and the the tactics board thing, um, and it does. It's what. Monkey Burrow said it shows that he's passionate about it when mm-hmm. that happens so you can't fault it when you've got Lonergan fucking arsing about all over the place with his an extra no I'm not going there um, <laughs> <laughs> when he just seems a bit like like some kind of wet, like a wet lettuce he don't really care he's just doing it for the job whereas Akimi, mm. he cares mm. and that's all, you, that's all you really want change your subject completely yeah would you guys be interested in over past success percentage of Wolves players? The past like, success percentage. Yeah. So who do you reckon? Who, then, who do you reckon's got the best? I think I know this, but I'll. I'll uh, For what? The season or season so far? Probably Jack. I'll, no. By any chance, is it the man Dave Edwards? No, oh, it, it was for a this. point a couple of weeks ago. But if you sort of carry players who'd actually played a decent amount of games. It would have been Dave. That's slightly changed in sort of recent weeks. Is it someone really surprising? It's bright. Oh, okay. Yeah, apparently, according to who scored anyway, 85.8%. Then it's Connor Ronan, 85.7%. Then, hola, John, um, for his two subs appearances. That doesn't sound very good, the fact that these three guys have barely played for us and they've got a better pass but success think, rate. think about it. If you're playing as a sub, mm. you've always got less chance to miss passes more yeah. than anything else. So it's not... Done on, I mean, Ola John is Ola John. Sorry, Ola John has he's completed twelve passes for Wolves. So then it's then it's Price with seventy nine. Then it's Lee Evans. Then Dave Edwards. So out of all them people who've played the most, Price is pro, pro, who's played over five games. It's Price yeah. and then Dave. And I saw the thing about him for the QPR game when he was rightly man of the match, but how he's how he was almost double. Um, mm. forward passes that led to uh, attempts mm. than you, Costa and just before we go, I was go on, say, one more stat who do you reckon has got a higher pass success ratio according to who scored Danny Bart or Held Costa oh, Danny Bart yes <laughs> everyone hates him well, but he's <laughs> just proven everybody <laughs> wrong with that stat uh, just pass, that's passing back to Akeem yeah, over and over again. Uh, before we, uh, sorry, before we go on to Spears, <laughs> oh, before we go on to Sheffield Wednesday, another 
going to the random thing. Um, Tim Spears on Twitter replied to someone in regards to the Paul Gladden transfer by saying uh, Paul Gladden was not a Thelwell signing. I can tell you that for fact. Which makes me think he's surely not a Mendes signing. So who has sanctioned Paul Gladden? Paul Gladden himself. Shift on balls. John- that's where he's good from. <laughs> Three words. John DeWolf. He came over earlier last yeah, season. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Rec- I reckon he's had a word and said, can't. No, well, he did mention him, didn't he? John yeah. DeWolf said him on, um, on his own Twitter that he mentioned Gladden. This is, no, so, this is do you reckon thing. like it just got picked up on like a memo that it was just, like on a post-it note, just like, you know, we all have it through work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you should check out that album. Oh, have you watched that film? Yeah, let me just write it down. Check out that player. Yeah, sure. Paul Gladden. Sound. And is then it, just six months later... Right, we're near striker. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if John DeWolf's recommended him. Yeah. Then people at work who you just see, you think, well, who, who employed them? What do, what do they do? <laughs> They're just going to fly them out of the place and no one knows how they got there. It's Paul Gladden. Mm. We'll never know. Or is he real at all? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday and Wolves drew nil-nil with Sheffield Wednesday at the first game of this year. We all expected to be trounced, but it was a surprisingly good performance by Wolves. Wolves should have won. After a, a glare win, should have win, yeah, should have won. It's late. They should have won uh, after a, a glaring miss from Joe Mason, which we'll talk about in a second. Stu, you obviously went to Hillsborough on the second of January two, twenty seventeen. Um, as good as as we've read the performance, yeah, really good. Um, yeah. it's probably up there with Newcastle performance. Mm. It should. I can't believe we didn't win that game. So, were Sheffield United, look, did we just close them out? Were they not the team we were expecting that day? Because Sheffield went, no. Well, Sheffield not, United were down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't met I have a problem there. It's a sort of hair gel, I think. 2017 <laughs> is not my year. Um, Dave, we're doing an interview after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what was it about Wednesday? Was it that we were just so good? Were they Wednesday not the side that we, we, we expected? They looked a bit leggy. Yeah. Um, we didn't make many checks. We only no, made one. That's but that's what I was saying. They they look leggy, but we we just for a change, we actually did press them and it worked. And Connor Ronan is inspirational. Put him in. For Ginger Messi, I, I don't think he's ginger. He doesn't look ginger in, in reality. This, this I could, tell you what, I'm, I think this is going to be a point. Seeing Connor Ronan play and how young he looks. I think this is the point I'm going to have to retire. <laughs> officially hang up my boots from ever believing I could play for Wolves. But when was he born? I don't know. Is, not, is he 95, 96 maybe? He's got to be a 90 baby still, surely. He's oh, gonna, yeah, I don't think he's There's like, only uh, one name so far in the Premier League that's born in 2000. That's West Brom. That isn't it. Yeah, the... He looks. He was right. born in '98, Conor Owen. Fluent hair. He wasn't around when the Spice Girls split up. He wouldn't remember that. He'll never. Or know Lady Die. Yep. He'll never know that heartbreak on both levels. <laughs> Conor Ronan. Superb. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. I mean, my excitement for um, Tashira at the start of the season. Mm. Conor Ronan is. I know the um, the raving about him and everything on even on on Sky. I think someone mentioned. About a lot him. of Sheffield Wednesday fans as well saying how good he was. I ain't seen a player. I mean, I know he had a little cameo at Forest, but I ain't seen a player have a debut like that for a long, long time. So why, why was he so good? Like what was my offer? <laughs> well, <laughs> in that kind of how it, it was it, almost it, like it was almost like we've heard such great things about him in like was in sort of actually the last year because he, yeah. he did that bit of Jack and then went a bit quiet. 
But it was almost like a surprise for everyone. I was like, mm. he's actually quite good in real life. Yeah, it was. You can't really narrow it down. It was just the fact that he looked like he played about three hundred games already. Mm. He was just composed on the ball. He was looking for passes mm. forward, not just back to Danny Bath and Patrick Kimi. He was actually looking for looking for a pass. He when he had the ball. He's being sensible with it, and he was trying to take everyone, yeah. take players on. He has, he's, he's got absolutely everything, and the fact that the guy stayed on the pitch after he was hacked down, mm. oh, is that... absolutely unbelievable. And the fact, I don't know how, because he'd already played on, he couldn't get him back and send him off. Mm. But it, it was just, it was just GBH. It wasn't anything else. <laughs> it, it, it genuinely sent him into a somersault. Yeah, no. it was almost as bad as what happened to Zyra last year. Because yeah. he, he is quite young when it happened. It's like, have you ever seen like either, I was going to say, your child or a young relative get hurt by someone and you feel like really protective like a big brother and mm. you're just like, no, you don't hit our little guy. <laughs> no. Well, the other, that, was, that was almost a reaction because he was yeah. right next to the bench as well. And it was almost that kind of thing. Yeah. Where, you think this is going to cause a riot again? Yeah. But no, he was he was the standout performer of the whole game. Even even from like you said from the, from their fans saying, "Who is this kid? Where's he come from?" Mm. We don't know ourselves. But he I was. Think, I think that the good thing about it for um, incredibly, we looked defensively solid as well, mm. and we never looked defensively think, solid ever. To be fair, I think it's helping Stearman's fans some form. Stearman yeah. Stearman was solid. He was there was at least two times where he. He yeah, covered for Danny Bath again hmm. when he had his moments. Um, but that's his job. He's a covering defender, so yeah. he kind of has to at some level. I mean, he's, if he didn't have any speed, we would have lost that game because of he was just he had a decent game, but he's always prone to yeah. having some, some kind of ridiculous moment. Um, but Cody, he was just settled into being right back. I know what we said about oil for earlier, but he's just settled into it like he's mm-hmm. played it his whole life. Same as almost Doherty last year, but. The left, left back. back. Just, yeah. It just seems to suit his game almost more than him playing centre mid. He seems just to have a bigger impact playing at full back. Yeah, he's like the inverse Kevin Foley. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, like centre mid and right and full backs pretty much have a very similar sort of operator, operating system. Mm. Operating system? Windows 95. He never even knew Windows 95. He never knew He never knew what Dalit was. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> but like, you know, you essentially, you say, your main skill set as a fullback is pretty much the same as a centre midfielder. Mm. Same sort of physiology and sort of fitness requirements are the same. So, I'm never sort of surprised to see a fullback go into midfield or vice versa. I'm genuinely surprised to see him do better at right back mm. than at centre, and I'd be, I'd be very surprised if anyone said he's he's had better games at Wolves and centre mid than he has at right back. Yeah, I mean, I was I was quite excited when we signed him. So I thought, well, I'd seen a, a couple of games of his on Sky with with Huddersfield, and he looked composed in midfield, mm. but at, at right back he just looks a natural. Mm. I mean, it, it's he, he's talk- a bit of an old fashioned right back, and it might be just. Keep, like, I don't think Hulk, he ain't got that Hulk much pace, has no, he? No, but actually it works for us and he gives us that... Because you haven't got someone who's sort of jogging back like Doherty who lose the ball in, <laughs> in the opposition half and he's too overweight to get back. That's dig. That, that's needless. He's just stocky. He's, I tell you, when he retires, he's going to balloon by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't going to go full John Barnes. <laughs> no. 
So well, Wolves, same as Jack Price. To be fair, you know he's gonna have to keep an eye on his fitness because. <laughs> Some of us have got them a talent, like, yeah. you know, let's not... Are you looking at me when you say no, that? I'm looking at me. <laughs> so Wolves had many chances to win. They had off the bar, they had a clearance off the line. But the, the clear one was obviously <laughs> Joe Mason's miss from about a couple of yards out. Now, you watch it back, and it is bad. Think I know you can't defend it, but there is a part of me that thinks perhaps the ball is travelling very fast and it comes through him all of a sudden, but you should still finish it. He should have headed it rather than to try and kick it in the net. But, yeah, he still missed it. He could it? have had a heart attack and fell on the ball and it would have gone in. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it doesn't look as bad. It looks almost excusable on the video. Yeah. But with and re- in reality, with depth yeah. perception and stuff like that, you think, what is, what's he doing? Because mm. it, was, it was a tapping. It was a tapping. Mm. And he messed it up again. Um, but more than that, that, then things happen. The worst thing about that whole day was the penalty that wasn't wasn't given. It was, it, it was as blatant a penalty as you'll see all season, mm. and he just he just waved it away, like nothing had happened. And Westwood took him out. He took Doty out. He was down, and he, it was like half the squad, half the squad appealed. Even the you look over the bench, the bench were appealing. Mm. Everyone in that stadium thought, well, so I was speaking to a couple of them after on the on the divide, of the. Uh, Yorkshire's finest mm. in keeping us apart and they're saying what well, that was Stonewall penalty mm. and here we got away with that one and when they're when they're saying that then you, you know that you they've got away with one but oh, it was just an all round good team performance as good as Newcastle maybe as good as Birmingham as well and we should have won it and because of that performance perhaps it didn't make anyone damper the fact that we shouldn't have won the game in a sense perhaps there were those, those kind of things oh we should have really won that with that mix but really with the performance yeah, it's the still po- a very yes. solid point to go away ship yeah. Wednesday with their form and get, get yeah, a good I mean, draw it was the fact that we've got one point out of six over the, out of them two games and played probably the best we've played for a long time hmm. I'm not really that bothered how stupid it sounds I'm not really that bothered about it because hmm. you can see you, you can actually what he talks about all the time you can see the improvement you actually can see the improvement yeah. now. Then two games, we've played really, really well. I, and with one or two additions, we we could push on. Yeah. Mm, I think I, I kind of said, I think kind of quite scathingly before Christmas that we've had four managers in the last year and you can't really tell one from the other. And it's, I don't know, it might be because we've had a couple of easier games, if you don't include the Wednesday game. It now almost feels like we are on a bit of an upward trajectory yeah. at the moment and it might hopefully we continue to push on we have a good transfer window and push on the second half of the season and finish in a respectable position which I think is the like, aim if, if, we, really. if we finish anywhere above 12 top yeah, top that's off. what we kind of all expected at the start of the season before we got from mega money and then yeah, I yeah. think we all got a little ahead of ourselves as well I say we me um, no I think everyone yeah. can be in that bracket <laughs> but you know, we we seem to have sort of hit the formation. We seem to have got the system that works mm. for us. And I mean, it's the same. To be fair, it's the same system we played under Jacket when we were successful. Having two holding players, you've got attacking wingers, and hopefully now we've kind of got that plan and that strategy. If Price drops out of the team and Sace comes back after the African Cup of Nations, he can fit in nicely. If he wants to, you know, we've now got. Essentially, four attackers in Mason, Bodvarsson, um, Bright, and Dicko, who can almost rotate, which I think is going to be quite good because actually, you know, 
Bright and Dicko weren't firing, we can now bring in two other strikers who aren't really firing. But the system's there, isn't it? Mm. I think that's kind of quite key now that we've unlocked it in that squad. Yeah, I think the difference between how awful it was at Cardiff mm. and trying how he was being ultra defensive and how he'd been at Villa, and how I quite rightly give him a good shimming on here um, mm. about how I'd rather him gone after that. He does look like after that game, and right. everything's changed. He's yeah. gone to playing forty-three-one, which then players know. He's gone to playing. Let's score. Let's do a Newcastle and score them. Yeah, and it's better. And the players, yeah. it's just everything's starting to click into well, place. Look at someone like Dave Edwards, and now I, I don't think he's as terrible defensively as people suggest he is. But putting him in a sort of a flat midfield and not giving him the license to go forward makes him a worse player. If you say, go and press that ball, go and win it back, get yourself on the end of crosses if there's, if there's the opportunity, he thrives into it. Mm. And you get the best out of him defensively and attacking-wise yeah. as well. And, you know, it might, just, it might have just needed mm. half a dozen games. Well, hopefully Wolves on the upward turn. Wolves are 15th at the moment. And with other results, they are only still five points above the relegation zone. <laughs> but fingers crossed for an upward turn. We have a break now from the Football League because it's one of the best days of the football calendar FA Cup third round weekend day everybody best day of the year yeah it's one of the best days of it's something the year. you genuinely look for yeah. isn't it because like, yeah. as, a, as a football fan you, you, you look forward to also the other games the potential upsets that could happen which really in this round there aren't really any no. big upsets hopefully Wolves though could be one of those games as we take on Stoke City away at the Britannia Stadium this weekend Jason what kind of team do you think Wolves could put out for this one because it's a kind of a it's a free hit as it were Stoke may because of their their, their, their Premier League form I know they will need the right against Watford may rest some players just in case so you may see what, like Peter Crouch may get a, a bit more of a run out uh, but he's been fine for that uh, okay. <laughs> but for Wolves do you think perhaps he will give some fringe players uh, a go in the sense of perhaps he hasn't made his mind up if people are going to go or not and give them a chance or do you think he may go Full hog and put uh, and I've, put the same to side out. I'd be, I'd be surprised if there's a lot of changes. I think you might bring in uh, Cav for potentially Rowan. Yeah, he wouldn't play. Not I think Stoke. no. I think he'll. I think he'll take him out with fire, not out with fire and on. But I think he'll bring him back to the bench. I I don't see why he wouldn't put out a fairly full strength team. You know, I don't think we've got. We haven't got, got the strength. We haven't got the strength in depth considering how, how stupidly big the squad is, but. We ain't got a game mid- midweek, and then we ain't got a game to the week after. So there's no point resting players because then they'll get rusty anyway. Yeah, you might as well have that consistency. So you might as well just just go for it. And you, it's an it is a free game, so test ourselves. They're not going to put a full strength mm. team. Maybe. Everyone knows what Mark Hughes does with his squads in the FA Cup. Mm. So it's almost like going to be like a championship point five. Yeah, yeah, kind of situation. So you might as well just put the full. Uh, Relatively full strength teammates. I think that's probably what he will do. Yeah. I'd be pretty, considering we've sold four thousand six hundred tickets or whatever. I'd be pretty disappointed if we did go there and, he, and rolled over again. Yeah. Mm. He might part one. He might. I said, he might part one of the kids. He might. He might play Brighton Dicko, or he might even potentially play Ronan more centrally. Mm. He might. You know. He might sort of have a dabble at that. But I can't see him sort of. I can't see him changing the back line. Akimi. He might swap. For Lonergan in terms mm. of cup stuff, or Bergoyne, yeah, potentially. Um, midfield, he he might give Sater a run out for 
African Cup. Has he, he actually been called up? No, I think I, I think he's, he's he's in the Moroccan squad. Mm. I think if I'm wrong, Lambert has kind of always pointed to the fact that he's not going to play him because of that yeah. to get the, him used to the fact. By the way, if Sace is if Sace is the Moroccan <laughs> squad, <laughs> African, African Cup of Nations update returns. One of the best features we ever had, and it's back, baby. It's back. Anyway, so so yeah, midfield voice <laughs> probably wouldn't change. So you're looking up front, really. Maybe Bod would get another go. Ditto. Maybe, just maybe Gladden. Yeah, <laughs> just maybe you Gladden. I would. <laughs> you know, he scores absolutely on the 23s, doesn't play again. He hasn't played for like a month. <laughs> it no, does no. also make sense that he just randomly gets an under 23 game, scores a hat trick, and then doesn't feature again. To be fair, if I had any reserve games recently, because I was just thinking about with Prince, it seems like it went a bit They played, quiet. they did play someone, they played West Ham, didn't they? And they we lost 4 1, and Williamson played. Yeah. I think Prince did play. I don't think Gladden played that game. Was that the game someone... Mason played as well? It might have been. See, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if they've played. If they've had a Christmas. Game. Well, I think they have. I think Thursday's the next one. But again, yeah. Mason. They might give Mason a, a goal front. Yeah. You never know. Gladden, come on, just give him a run out. <laughs> give him a chance, That's and he'll he score a header from the edge of the box like that YouTube video show. Once. Yeah. But he'll, he'll do it again. <laughs> Glad all over at the bet three six five. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's really it with Stoke is I'd, in terms love, of... I'd love to get Palace in the next round and for him to score down there because that's what they play isn't it yeah. games yeah. so FA Cup third round day we all love it yeah. we're going to be the only one the, the last ones who do though you realise this what has ever played the no, FA Cup no, third round <laughs> the next generation yeah. they, they don't like the FA Cup like we do it's like, yeah, well, yeah I'll see season, that yeah. the first FA Cup game I went to of memory and it's what Got me hooked was I went Wolves three Newcastle two, oh. and like oh. and it's a great ne- debut game. Then, first. Yeah, the next round though, and we get Leicester, and you get Nadar. Was it four two? It was four nil. I think four nil even, yeah. and you had Nadar score after. I was like, yeah, I like this. I like this competition. <laughs> so, F- so FA Cup third round day as of Wednesday recording. Uh, what are your predictions? Are Wolves going to progress to the fourth round? Are we going to do a typical bring it back to Molyneux for an evening game that oh, it's going to be cold and nobody's going to want to turn up to go to extra time penalties and people want to go home because they want to get to bed? And then not win. Yeah. yeah. Or, or is it going to be that we're just going to lose in classic, straightforward, 2-0, 3-0 style? <laughs> uh, Rich, I'll come to you first. As you've got now Wednesday, Wolves, Stoke City, FA Cup. I fancy us getting a draw. Yeah, bring yeah. it back to Molyneux for that cold yeah. winter evening. Uh, to be fair, I think it'll be quite similar to West Ham last season. Um, the only question is Stoke have hit a good vein of form, but not sure how many, how much rotation they'll do to their team. Um, Mark Hughes likes the FA Cup you know, as a player and manager, but we're in decent form ourselves, and I think we'll kind of go out and frustrate them a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go nil-nil. Nil-nil, Stu. Yeah. I'm quite excited, actually. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, uh, past history in, the F- in any cup of any yeah. kind is quite awful. I think we're going to sneak a 2-0. Two nil. Two nil, a sneaky 2-0. Yeah. Sneaky 2-0. Sneaky 2-0. Sneaky two two. Gladden with one of the goals, maybe. One in the back in the last minute. Yeah. Just to seal the win. Um, Stu, so I'm going to show you optimism. I'm going to say sneaky 1-0 win. Gladden. With, uh, <laughs> not, no, not Gladden. I do want it to be Gladden, but I think it'll be someone like... Edwards. Yeah. It always scores. Cool. It's always Edwards. Of course he's going to score. Right, so we're going to finish off this week's podcast uh, with Twitter Corner. This is your chance to send us your questions, Wolves or non-Wolves related, and we will answer them. Firstly, we go to Tiny on Twitter, 
or at uh, I think it's Hayden mixed up 95. Uh, what do you think the club's goal is for this season? Is playoffs out the question? Uh, Percy, he thinks it is, and a cup run at anyone. We've talk, kind of talked about this, perhaps a t- top, top ten, a tenth finish would be a we, great If we could get 12th from the position we are now, I mean, we've got sort of five points, I think, off sort of top mid-table. If we could claw that back, I'd, I think that would be respectable. I think, where did we finish last season? 13th, 14th? 14th, I think, last season. I think if we could finish above 14th, because yeah. otherwise it is a bit... I mean, it's but, hard to break out of that middle gap. I think the part of the goal now is still don't get dragged into the relegation battle. Yeah. No, I don't think that's going to happen now. But we, um, still, we, still need a, if we still need a couple of wins. And again, QPR, we'd have beaten them. Just brings you that bit further out from that gap. Yeah. Yeah. Top half, yeah. quarterfinals. That'd do me. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Taylor, similar question. He asks about playoffs, but he says... He did some hypothetical calculations, and it seems that for us to get six, we would need to get 78 points if Wednesday keep up their points per game. PPG, PPG, I've abbreviated that. Um, again, I think we'd have to go on some incredible run to get playoffs. Yeah, you're talking a bit like the, that um, Gollum team, that Gollum Palace team, mm. when he, uh, mm. Mr. Ian Dewey, he, whatever he did that year, that's never, that ain't going to happen yeah. again. We're very, very surprised if that happened. Uh, Andy Johnson has said, if any amount of money, with any amount of money allowed, if we had a TARDIS or a DeLorean, uh, what former player would we most like to re-sign? Paul Ince. Paul Ince. Need some of the gaffer? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, just Paul Ince. He was, he was brilliant. Yeah. He was an inspiration to everyone. And he, <laughs> he changed everything. They were meandering around from doing nothing yeah. for years. Even Irwin came in. Rich, former player. <laughs> Do I go jump? I was thinking with Yadji Beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my first love. Yeah. My first cult love. Yeah. Um, I'll say it's not probably less Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Not Stevie Ball, given the fact that we need someone who to score goals up front. Not, not. Or even. Robbie Keane, young Robbie okay, Keane, yeah. debut Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane could come back. Yeah. He's his dream. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. That's what I'm going yeah. for. Billy Wright. Right. Stick him as a wit- stick him as full half or whatever. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Uh, DJ Sheriff uh, says, "Which is the best Power Ranger? Surely the green one." White. Jason. Yeah. Red one. Then the red one. The white one. Yeah, obviously the red one is the best Power Ranger. Original red Power Ranger, of course. Jason. I think uh, I don't know. I think people I still oh, people still underestimate the Blue Ranger. He could fight, and he had the knowledge. <laughs> that's important to you, Dave. <laughs> When's, when's yeah, that's, what I like to, that's what I like to see in a man he yeah. can fight and he's got the knowledge and he wears got, glasses yeah he's got the security both in the brain <laughs> in terms of a good career and he could fend and off any sparks yeah and he could fend off any unwanted visitors when is the new Power Rangers film out? Oh, this got, year isn't this it? Year it's soon it's this, I'm sure it's like I assume it's going to be judging by the question yeah I think it is this year Brian Cranston plays Zordon and if you've seen the concept art for Alpha, the lovable robot for Zordon, I nearly cried in terms of how could they ruin this character. <laughs> it is terrible. Um, Peter Ahab said, uh, well, ask, sorry, what New Year resolution should the players make? Have anyone got any suggested imaginative reasons rather than Danny Barth shouldn't hoof the ball? There's got to be some good imaginative ones though. Doherty, don't, don't wear gloves. I was going to say something else about Doherty, but I feel like I've <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, 
We should have had more so, time. This is, this is the type of time where we should have more time with these uh, Twitter corner questions. Can someone actually have a decent hair name? Because since, when is James Henry's back soon? Or has he just gone forever now? Is it till the end of January or part of January's loan? He scored for the winner for Bolton today. His first goal for the so I was going to say, we, need have a, we do need to sort of rethink the best hair club at the moment. Yeah, true, because James Henry's out I mean, at the minute, Siggy's gone. Potentially looking at Steers. Lee Evans, technically, because he's still part of the club. He's yeah. always, got, <laughs> he's <laughs> always <laughs> injured. But he's got pristine hair. I mean, never yeah. a follicle out of place on that head. Yeah. We need a new best hair. We really do. Yeah. That's the re- re- resolution for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Grow good hair. What about Mason? <laughs> I don't think Mason's got terrible hair. Yeah, he's got a strange face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's got very. I mean, he's, not, thin, any, he's any, got very thin arms, and that, yeah. I find that disconcerting. He looks a bit like a sparrow. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'd take that. Any kind of hair, he's quite short hair, but he's got that like ridge. Little part, yeah. little part, little quiff. Yeah, <laughs> but his hair's not long enough to do it. Like you know, that's the challenge I think to the now to the horse players. Grow yeah, good someone's, hair. someone's got to get good hair. Get some bro cream in it. Could you imagine like Joe Mason with like a Jeff Hendrick? No, he's too small for it. it he, he just wouldn't work. Yeah. He, he, he can't have hair. Can you see Dave Hendrick? New game. What Wolves players could like pull off a Jeff Hendrick slash Henry Lansbury? <laughs> You've got steers and that's kind of ticked off. But imagine like Dave Edwards with like the flowing locks running into the box. Just so Imagine the one. hair when he gets a head Oh, up. dream weaver. <laughs> yeah. That guy for um, the, that kid for Everton. Oh, uh, Tom Davis. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Savage look like. This is not right. <laughs> we haven't got one. So yeah, why don't you tell us what news resolutions Wolves players should have? Uh, Twitter at WWFC Fancast and Facebook Wolves Fancast. And that's it, gentlemen. First podcast at 2017 in the can. Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Upper Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at uppercreative.com and follow us on social media. Just type in Wolves Fancast on t- on your many social media platforms, apart from YouTube, by the way, which we found out today had been hacked and all our videos had been deleted. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny. Cause it, was really, it was actually really. So, for some sad. reason, you like to watch some videos which we haven't updated for quite a while. Uh, if you wanted to revisit our fantastic interview with Siggy, with Goldborn, with Jody Craddock, you can't because they're gone. <laughs> so thank you, uh, person hacker, for that. We are going to try... This is the most polite, pissed off of me. <laughs> it's just been, like, really... Like, so um, we are going to try and get some of these uh, interviews re-uploaded yeah. for your viewing pleasure. But, uh, yeah, YouTube, you can subscribe to us. Well, actually, no, you can't because we deleted the account at the minute. <laughs> we're going to redo it. So, yeah, Mr. Hacker... Cheers. Ducking duck to you. Yeah, yeah. I shake my fist at you, sir. Shake <laughs> yeah. uh, hard, boy. Yeah. Uh, so for this week and for the first podcast of 2017, it's bye from Rich. Goodbye. Bye from Stu. And Caramba. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. And it's bye from me. See you next time. Yeah.